Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. Go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And hey, no cousin Shane on this episode of the show. He needed the day off, but uh, so I'm flying solo, but I couldn't go a day without giving an update here. We got so much going on. More Nick Saban fallout, of course. Alabama coaching search rages on. The first candidate has already passed on the job. Welcome to life with us SEC pours, Alabama fans. You're experiencing it right now. Uh, we got, hey, major news at LSU. It's kind of flown under the radar. Big news for Texas. And something I worked up the other day. I was, I've been meaning to talk about this. I threw it out on Twitter, and it went pretty viral. But I looked at next season's SEC schedules, looked at how all their opponents did next season, combining the records of all those teams for this season, just to give you an idea of kind of who has the toughest and easiest schedules based solely on how these teams did in 2023, looking ahead to 2024. So we got all that. And, uh, hey, appreciate you saying, man. And, Anthony, so many people in the comments already do appreciate each and every one. If you haven't already, hit that like and subscribe. I would appreciate it. And, yeah, mm -mm, this goes with the theme of, of Nick Saban. FSU apparently just got hit. It's being widely reported. NCAA violations. Hmm. It's got to be tough to be a Florida State fan. Can't get in the playoff. <laughs> NCAA violations. I don't know how serious they are, but uh, look pretty serious. Would be a hell of a time for Mike Norvell to pack his bags and, and head to Tuscaloosa with all these violations down at Alabama or at Florida State. I'm sure they'll follow him to Alabama uh, <laughs> before long. But, hey, how about uh, this, if you missed it, Nick Saban did an interview with ESPN today, his first interview. He's not going to do a press conference or anything like that. Uh, Nick Saban with Reese Davis on why he made the decision to retire. Let's start right there. Paul, why did you decide that this was the right time to retire? No, I don't think there's any good time, especially when you're a coach, because once you're a coach, you think you're going to be a coach forever. But I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, took a little, little more out of me than usual. And, you know, when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season? And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I, I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time, uh, but I thought maybe this was the right time. So there's no, there's no illness, it's just the grind and the gruel of the season. Yeah, there's no illness, Miss Terry's fine, I'm fine, um, but it was the, can you sustain the season? You know, when I was young, you know, I could work till two in the morning, get up at six and be there the next day and be full of 
energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Let's start with the simplest question. All right, so I, th I thought it was kind of important, especially to highlight that last thing. Not a health issue. There was rumors going around. I don't want to repeat them because clearly just rumors there, but uh, that's good to hear. No health issues for Nick Saban. And by all accounts, it does sound like he is inching closer towards taking a job at ESPN in some capacity. I don't know what that is. I would imagine not even Nick Saban knows what that means or, or what his next role will be. But I, I would imagine he's not going to be far from college football. He said he's, he's keeping an office there in Alabama. He has cleared out his office, though. And uh, as someone mentioned here, Jimmy Sexton was spotted touring a facility. So was that for Nick Saban or was that for the AD to tell him who he's going to hire as his next coach? I don't know, but uh, pretty fascinating. Cousin Shea says he's in, T in Tuscaloosa tonight or I'd be there. <laughs> and I'll tell you why Cousin Shane is in Tuscaloosa. Anybody that missed it, no, Nick Saban has not passed, but uh, they are putting uh, all kinds of little Debbies and cakes and all this. They even have a little Debbie. If you look uh, at, at the right where I'm pointing here, little Debbies in script A. I mean, I, I especially like the balloon there at the top. Get well, Nick Saban. Uh, again, the man has not passed. He's going to be with us for a long time. But uh, <laughs> that, I just thought that was hilarious. Um, are you interviewing for the job? Anthony's asking Shane. So that's pretty good. Um, how about this stat though? Shout out 24 seven sports for putting out this graphic, but I, I just thought this was incredible. Nick Saban's record against every team in the sec during as a head coach of Alabama and LSU. But I mean, some of these records are just incredible. He was, he's four and one against Alabama as LSU's coach. Against Arkansas, twenty and two. Against Auburn, one of the the ones that actually tested him, he was fourteen and eight. Ten and four against Florida. Ten and three against Georgia. Nine and zero against Kentucky. Thirteen and six against LSU. Twenty one and one against Mississippi State. Four and zero against Missouri. Nineteen and three against Ole Miss. Four and one against South Carolina. Eighteen and two. Shade. Eighteen and two against the Vols. 10-2 against AM, 5-0 against Vanderbilt. Everybody's pretty much 5-0 against Vanderbilt. But I mean, that's just it's just incredible, isn't it? I I believe he's 11 and 1 in SEC championship games. That made me more impressive than anything. Seven national championships. What does Steve Spurrier say? It's harder to win the SEC than it is to win the national championship. A lot of coaches can they've won the SEC. Or, or won the national championship without even winning the SEC. That's happened a couple times in recent history. So pretty wild stuff. But, uh, of course, the name everybody had circled, he's already in Tuscaloosa. He's interviewing for the job at 11 o'clock at night. That was the popular rumor. Dan Lanning says no. I hope we don't get pulled off for YouTube. We've got some music here. This is uh, Dan Lanning's response to whether he'll be the next coach at Alabama. Right, but it means something being Oregon done. Everybody makes what? They all, they all make commitments to things that they're going to do. A lot of starters, the world doesn't have a lot of what? Finishers. 
We're finishing. I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. This place has everything that I could possibly ever want. There's a little bit of a problem in society today with people looking for what's next and where where there's an opportunity. And the reality is, you know, the grass is not always greener. In fact, the grass is damn green. <laughs> he says he ain't leaving at the end of that. If you are scared your coach is leaving, come play for us at Oregon. If nothing else, I think uh, Dan Lanning showed that he is an SEC coach at heart. He used coaching rumors as a recruiting tool for the Oregon Ducks. I think the reason he's not the the head coach down at uh, Alabama right now, $20 million buyout, and before anybody says, well, hell, that's Alabama. They can afford that. They can afford whatever the hell they want. I'm not so sure. And, and I don't think we've talked about it on this show. I've talked about it on some others, but there's been speculation. Kirby Smart to the Atlanta Falcons, and I think there was maybe another NFL job. I, I'm hearing there's nothing to that in reality, but what that is is Georgia wants that out there so that their people will pay more in NIL and, and things of that nature because I, I don't think people realize th these schools don't have unlimited funds like they think they do particularly in the NIL era, because you're you're already asking your big-time boosters to pay for NIL. They're not giving to NIL and the school. They're, they're, it, it's one or the other, and they're prioritizing NIL right now. So th this is going to be a constant battle, I really do think. And I, I don't know that Alabama had the $20 million to to pay Dan Lanning. I'm not saying they don't, but I, I don't know that they did. So that's going to be something interesting to see. Cousin Shea says, no way Saban walks away with no money either. So, yeah, of course. I can't wait, though, that all these people with the rumors. Tommy Reese, Mike Loxley to Alabama. I mean, it, <laughs> we're getting into the silly season of the coach. We've, we've only had a coaching search for 24 hours. It's already getting wild down there at Alabama. But I do think... It's funny, I blast people for the, for their coaching rumors. I'm going to give some more. I think uh, the next coach at Alabama is, is one of two guys. I think it's Kalen DeBoer, Washington head coach, just lost in the national championship, or it's Mike Norvell at Florida State, who's got virtually no buy. I think his buyout's like $2 million. We just saw FSU got slapped by the NCAA. They, they go undefeated. They don't even make the college football playoff. What is the future of the ACC? What is Florida State's future? There's a lot to not like about Florida State, I think, if I'm Mike Norvell. And I don't know that Alabama would realistically offer him, but if he got that offer, he'd take it. He'd take it in a heartbeat. Tommy says, what about Will Muschamp? <laughs> I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. <laughs> uh, but, hey, what else we got here? How about this? I thought this was hilarious. Mm. Oh, dang it. I didn't upload it. Dabo Sweeney. Popular name down there. Well, he was a couple of years ago. But, of course, we know it's not going to be Dabo because he fails to adapt. And we've got uh, a comment here. This was too good not to share. So, apologize. I should have had this a little bit more prepared. Uh, but Dabo ain't going to be the head coach. He's the only one at that Saban statue that they were chanting. We do not want Dabo last night. Shout out uh, Hirsch here, jhirsch21 on Twitter. The minute Dabo walks into the Bama locker room and says, Jesus is our new NIL, and he's got the photo of Dabo Sweeney with a black eye <laughs> getting punched in the face for, 
I mean, that's how Alabama fans feel about Dabo. It, it's not going to be Dabo. They'd hire Mark Stoops before they'd hire Dabo. And apparently some people in in Kentucky are delusional enough to think that uh, Mark Stoops is, is interviewing for that job. So uh, it ain't going to be him. But I can't wait to see who this is. And all the speculation is we're going to have an answer by the weekend. If it does, If it goes beyond the weekend, I think we got some real issues down at Alabama with uh, finding a, a qualified candidate that they actually want, because you would think this would be a not only the, obviously the, the the biggest job on the market, but arguably the best job in the country. I think Georgia and Alabama, one A, one B type situation, um, and, and Georgia's not coming open anytime soon unless Kirby goes to the NFL for some reason, which I don't think he will. Uh, but hey. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Shout out Matt Hayes. I thought this was pretty interesting, something he pointed out that uh, I, I didn't realize. But last four Nick Saban losses, three of the four came on the last play of the game. Tennessee last season, LSU in overtime that season as well, and then obviously the, the Rose Bowl loss to Michigan. So it takes a lot to beat Nick Saban, Alabama. Comes down to the last play more often than not. Danny says, what about Bilicek? Well, I got a clip here about old Bilicek here. I thought this was great, and it ties into the SEC. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, two co- I, I think Belichick, without a doubt, the greatest NFL coach of all time, given what he accomplished uh, in the Super Bowl era. Nick Saban, the greatest college coach ever, and two great friends. Here's Bill Belichick walking to the podium to say goodbye to uh, the New England media. Hi, right, morning. Seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. <laughs> I told you it had an SEC twist. If you, if you couldn't hear it, I apologize. It was a little bit low. He said, I haven't seen this many ca- cameras since we signed Tim Tebow, which uh, Tim Tebow actually responded to that and said, well, that's about all I accomplished in New England, congrats on uh, leaving the Patriots. But uh, I just thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, if people keep asking in the comments, what about this guy? What about that guy? I'm telling you, it's it's going to be Kalen DeBoard or Mike Norvell. I think those are the only two options for Alabama. And they better name someone quick because the portal is open for their entire roster for 30 days. They've already suffered a, de- a decommitment. Five-star receiver Ryan Williams, who I know Auburn, is all about, speaking of Auburn, their fans rolled Toomer's Corner after Nick Saban retired. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I know Alabama fans, not not a big fan of that. Chris is saying, Paul Feinbaum read a statement from a source, Novell, Novell Reese and Washington coach. Man, I hope it's Tommy Reese. That would, ju- that would just be hilarious. <laughs> Chris Paul Sr., Tommy Reese, please. Yes, we all, everybody in the SEC, unless you're an Alabama fan, wants Tommy Reese to be the next Alabama head coach. Hopefully, that's who it is. But, uh, hey, that, that's really all I got. I mean, it's just speculation right now on Alabama and everything that's going on there. So we'll definitely keep you posted on that. But one thing, stay in it. I was going to say the West. There is no SEC West anymore. But this all got lost in the shuffle after this Nick Saban news, but it deserves some attention. How about LSU, Brian Kelly, hiring away defensive line coach Bo Davis, arguably the best defensive line coach in the entire country, coming back home, 
Oh, appreciate you, Andrew. Two bucks. He says, I think it'll be Drink or Cousin Shane. I don't think it's either one, but uh, I, pre I do appreciate the two bucks. But again, LSU hires Bo Davis, got him away from Texas. He was the architect of that Texas defensive line that dominated Alabama and Tuscaloosa this season and anchored that defense all the way to the college football playoff. This is a massive, massive hire coming off the heels, of course, of LSU landing Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker. And credit Brian Kelly, 10-win season, won 20 games his first two years, looking in the mirror and saying, hey, this ain't good enough. Our defense was god-awful. Had we had any kind of quality defense, we would have possibly won the SEC West, possibly won a national championship because their offense was that good. Their defense was that bad to keep them out of the conversation for much of the season. Uh, so I, I thought that was that was big. But I have heard that uh, that clip we played, anybody that missed it, I don't think I still have it up here. Uh-oh, Shane saying link him. Okay, we might be able to get Cousin Shane in here. I was trying to give him a day off here. Hold on a second. Mm. Ah, and, and just checking, Lane Kiffin has not responded to my DM asking him if he's going to be Alabama's coach. I don't know what's up with that. But uh, lost my train of thought there. L LSU, you won 20 games. Uh, and remember, after the bowl game, they won the bowl game. Madhouse was uh, being completely ignored by the players. Viral video. We, we played it on this show. I'm told power brokers at LSU, and I think that just means Scott Woodward at LSU said, Madhouse has got to go. This is ridiculous. The players don't respect him. You bring him back, we got real issues. And, and I think that's what happened down there in Baton Rouge. And speaking of uh, stars here, star candidates, boom, Cousin Shane, <laughs> alone little Debbie himself. What's up? <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you what, buddy, it is just absolutely wild. Sexton told me not to say anything, but uh, it is uh, the rumor mill. It's always fun. It's always fun when there's a coaching hire, you know, and I know you've moved on to LSU, but, you know, it's like, I don't know about you, Mike, but I just can't stay off Twitter. I can't stay offline. <laughs> I can't. I put my phone down. I, I took my Apple Watch off and everything. I was like, you know what? It's, I got the day off. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to watch a movie, and I'm like 10 minutes into it, and I'm like drifting. I'm like, I wonder what's going on on Twitter. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get through a movie. I'm trying to find out who the next head coach for Alabama is going to be, and it's it kind of blows my mind, Mike, and, and I don't want to rehash anything. I may have missed part of the show here, but, uh, you know, I, I thought it was – there's a chance that this may not be orchestrated. You know what I'm saying? There's there's that – I think that little devil on your shoulder saying that Alabama did not have a plan yet. Maybe they had an idea. You know, hey, we'll call Dan Lanning or something. There's no way he's going to turn this job down, and then he does or right. something along those lines. So there's a real shot that this thing gets a little chaotic. But I, the longer it goes, it feels like a classic Friday's new, news drop, you know, a dump. It, it, like they're just going to hire somebody that's not a sexy name, that's not a Dabo, that's not one of these guys. Uh, like I, I joked about Tommy Reese or something. It just yeah. feels kind of like that may be the plan for now. Right. Liquid Flame says, Cousin Shay's later to the show than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, not, that's not Shay's fault. I didn't even tell him I was doing it till I till I did this. But uh, yeah, no, you, you make some good points, Shane. And 
if they really do Friday news dump us, yeah, maybe it is Tommy Reese, which I don't think it will be. And, and I've all you see in all the comments, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, Lane. It's it's not going to be Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I mean, fr no. from all accounts, I've been told, and I've said many times, from people that would know, no shot in hell, Lane Kiffin ever. Not while the people that are currently at Alabama are running Alabama. Now, maybe, maybe, Shane, if they get three or four or five down their list and, and they keep getting no's, which I don't know why they would, but if they keep getting no's, maybe they do turn the lane. But uh, I, I think Lane Kiffin is going to milk this for social media uh, fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen this, Shane. He's tweeting out yoga mats, and people are out here like, there's a there's a studio in Huntsville, Alabama, with these same mats. Like he's on his way, you know. Like he is just he is living a good life right now, just just pecking at Alabama. It just feels like maybe maybe that you know he went radio silent right when the news broke, and it was probably like like is there a shot? I mean, I, I I'm not saying that was the case, but there may have been some phone calls, there may have been some conversations, you know, with agents saying, hey, can this happen? Can this is there a chance? And again, it's all speculation here, but it seems all of a sudden light switch turns on and says, hey, let, let's start trolling because I'm not going to Tuscaloosa. Right. But mm, yeah, you know, as soon as that news happened, mm -hmm. the tweeter himself, I mean, yeah. he, he went dead silent. Like you're, you're, you're exactly right. He got on the phone. I assume with Jimmy Sexton, who's now in Tuscaloosa, and that's what that's what old Jimmy's doing down there, Shane. He's talking to Greg Byrne, the AD, saying, "We got this guy. We I know this guy would be interested. You know, this guy will take a deal to, to come to Alabama." And, and and I mean, he is the agent of everybody. He's he's, he's the agent of Kirby, Sark, yeah. Lane, uh, basically twelve of the coaches in the SEC. He is the agent for. I do not believe that he is the agent of uh, one Josh Heupel. So you can breathe easy, Shane. It's going to be a Jimmy Sexton client, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I saw I think I think saw something in, in, on on three mm -hmm. that, and I don't want to misquote it, but it seemed like it was 22 of the top 40 highest-paid coaches in the country <laughs> at college football is represented by this man. You know, he is the ultimate puppet master. You know, there is – there's backroom dealings. That's that's college football. We we've known it's going on for a long, long time. But at you know, one of the guys at that table is Jimmy Sexton making that you know that that argument. And if he's if the guy that comes in there is not with Jimmy, we'll see what happens. Two years, he may do a Sam Pittman. You know what I'm saying? It's like I got to oh, yeah. get Jimmy, or I'm not going to get any coordinators. Now, what do you say, Shay, to those that that suggest that uh, Nick Saban? Yeah. One in no part of Texas, no part of Oklahoma in this growing SEC. Quinn Ewers officially returning to Texas next season for their first yeah. go around in the SEC. Uh, I'm kind of kidding about that, but I, I really just wanted to get to that Quinn Quinn Ewers news. But do you think this uh, had anything to do, Shay, with with? Because I'm I'm hearing it from everybody, and, and it's it's all complete speculation. I already played the clip. Why is Nick Saban walking away? He says, you know, age. 14-hour workdays, it's just it's getting tough to to replicate. And not just – I mean, clearly he did a hell of a job this year with, yeah. with where they started and where they finished. That That's incredible coaching. But to him, it's like it's not – it's still not good enough. It's not It's not my level, which I think that's why he's the greatest of all time because he's he just has that elite standard. But do you think he was pushed out at all 
by NIL, transfer portal, and, and all the uncertainty in college football? I, I, I totally think it, you hit the nail on the head there. Transfer portal, NIL, those two things. It had nothing to do with Texas. had nothing to do with Oklahoma. I think m- maybe more to do with the ex- extended playoffs college football playoffs, more football games, longer seasons, that sort of thing maybe. But other than that, I, I really think it's just that football's changing. College football is, is in a major shift right now, uh, something that has been in, in a long, you know, as long as he's been down there in Alabama. And, you know, that, that same old recipe ain't going to work. You know, it does require longer days. And these kids, man, my kid, she stays up 3, 4 in the, in the morning. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like yep. coach can just text these kids at 8 o'clock in the morning and say, <laughs> you know, get their get their text out of the way. No, the, he's got to stay up later and later, and it, it's it's just the game we're playing these days. So, no, I'm, I'm, I just think that it it's time. It, it, it's a young man's game, and, and Nick Saban's stepping away from it. Right, and there's a reason, Shane, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart railing against this NIL in, in this yeah. portal because they they're at the top of the game and i think all this does you know clearly kirby smart and nick saban i'm not saying it destroyed them or anything but I, it's it's clearly it's spreading the wealth and we see yeah. that with a michigan it's not won a national championship since 97 just won it who'd they play washington in the championship they had not won a title since 91. i know tcu got embarrassed but they at least made it to the national championship I think we are starting to see the seeds of of more parity across college football. Would you buy into that? Yeah, yeah. It's just again, it's old man talk, you know. He's been <laughs> fighting it his entire life, you know, that he did and I'm I'm the same way, Mike. You know what I say? I saw an interesting uh, uh photo and I think I sent it to you in the group text there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like kids these days, you know, they get out of school for a high wind. You know, but when we were in school, it's, it's like there could be a tornado coming. They're like, just get in the hallway and put a book over your head. You know, we're having pizza <laughs> at lunch. So that that's kind of like the transition from what it was back in the day to what it is. We we fight it. We fight it in all aspects of our life. And Nick Saban is human and he's no different than us. In fact, Mike, there's a lot of people listening to this show that have fought the playoffs, that have you know, have has shit on the NIL, you know, that it's just, it's shifting. It's changing uh, whether you like it or not. And, and that's why you're starting to see some of these, these other teams pop up out of nowhere, like the Ole Miss, like the Mizzou's, you know, these teams, they're, they're embracing it. And, and if you don't, you will get left behind. And I'm not saying Alabama is in jeopardy of that, but you know, who knows what it, the landscape looks like two, three years from now, and, and could Nick Saban continue uh, down that path? So I, I, I just think the evolution of college football just caught up on 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 Paul Saban here. Yeah. Hey, uh, one last thing, Shane, that I wanted to get on uh, to to share with the audience here. Something that I had worked up. I don't know if I if you saw this. I I think I shared it with you, but I wasn't sure. What I did, Shane, was I looked at next season's SEC schedules for all 16 teams and what i did was you know not only looked at their schedule but combined how each and every opponent of next season how they did in the season that we just passed 2023 and i combined all those records so i've got based on that the easiest and the toughest schedules just based on how their opponents did last season does that make sense no no, but I, maybe when I see the list, it will. I'm, I'm, that's okay. why I get my mic out of the way here. Well, this this is the toughest uh, schedules 
based on opponents. So we okay. got the Florida Gators not even remotely close. So uh, remember, you know, everybody's playing 12 games, right? So yes. the 12 that Florida's playing next season, they win 106 and 50, which is significantly harder than Alabama, which is second, Ooh. and Vanderbilt also second. Their uh, opponents went 90, won 97 games, 58 losses for the Alabama opponents, 57 for the Vanderbilt. But basically, the point of this, Shane, is thoughts and prayers to one Billy Napier because we already knew that he had a ridiculously tough schedule. But when you yeah. see it laid out like this, Florida's opponents went 106 and 50 overall last season. It just goes to show what a grind they've got coming up. And I mean that that as big a gap, Shane, as there is between Florida, which is the toughest, and yeah. Alabama, which is number two. I mean that that's a bigger gap than Alabama number two and South Carolina, which I have here number nine toughest gap. You, you see what I'm saying? Like it is a yeah. massive, massive gap from Florida to basically everybody else. Yeah, no, I absolutely see it. So so this schedule that we're looking at right here for the audio listeners, it is ranking the schedule that's upcoming this season, 2024 right. season, but you took last year's records and where they were at, correct? Right, so I'm just okay. racking up how they did last year. And again, I, 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 re I realize there's new coaches, new players, transfer portal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it, this is not exact how, how this doesn't, guarantee Florida's going to have the toughest schedule. It doesn't guarantee Alabama's going to have the second toughest schedule, which maybe that's right. why Nick Saban walked away. Shane. He's afraid <laughs> of the schedule. But I, I just put this together and then put it together with this, Shane, so they, the, these are the toughest, right? Right. right. Here's, the, here's the easiest right there, the Missouri Tigers. So, again, Florida's opponents won 105 games last year. Mm -hmm. Mizzou's opponents in the upcoming 65 wins. So Missouri, Missouri is the only team in the SEC right now that their opponents in 2023 had a losing record of the teams they're facing in 2024 out of the SEC. This is a major, major reason to have optimism if you're a Missouri Tiger, in my opinion. Tennessee, second easiest schedule on, on here. Ole Miss, another reason to be excited uh, about the Ole Miss Rebels next season. Auburn's right there. Texas. LSU and AM. Does anything jump out to you about these easiest records, Shane? No, I, I, again, looking at these guys, these are potential 9 10 win teams, too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when you're looking at Mizzou and Tennessee, Ole Miss, uh, not too far up there is Texas and LSU. You know, <laughs> these, these are teams that not only have inferior opponents compared to last year's schedule, but you know, statistically or traditionally, they are a winning program uh, here the last couple of seasons. So, yeah, this is – man, this is shaping up very nice. I'm sorry, at Tennessee saying that like a sore thumb. I, I'm trying to dance around it, but I didn't realize <laughs> that we were sitting so pretty there. But Mizzou, not only do you have the 65 and 84 there, Mike, but don't forget their toughest two games or two of their toughest games are right there at bye weeks, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, this is looking good, Mizzou. Man, man what a time. And Brian says, so we, And then you got drink. You got drink's name popping up. Did you mention that earlier? I well, I didn't I, because I think that's just pure speculation and, and garbage, but there there is some speculation. Us, mm -hmm. Eli Drinkwitz rumored to be involved in the Alabama coaching search. I I'm not quite buying that, but uh 
I don't, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Why not? I mean, you know, I mean, look what he did this year. I, I just, I, I think Drink has proved to people that he's a legit coach, and it's what a lot of people were questioning the last couple of seasons. So, uh, when given the talent and he's showing the recruiting, look at the recruiting he's doing up there. Imagine in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You ain't gonna have coordinators jumping to LSU. I tell you that right now. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's probably some more speculation there uh, than anything but you know that's what happens when you have good seasons that's when you when you do good things your name's going to pop up on these short lifts moving forward how about this uh, question from aaron appreciate you aaron he gave us 10 bucks shane who is most likely in our lifetime to be the next saban or even past nick saban and remember saban won seven national championships 11 and one in the sec championship game just the greatest of, of great College coach. I think he's the best of all time. I don't mm-hmm. even think that's debatable. Who's the next? There is no next. And that's with all due respect to Kirby. Because Kirby's on his way to getting there. Yeah. But he's about 20 years short. Now, can, can Kirby's what Kirby has done the last, you know, three years, can he sustain that for 20 more? The odds certainly say no, he cannot. But if he does, I mean, he he's the only candidate. I I would think. Does anyone jump out to you? that uh, could could maybe, uh, you know, may, maybe it is a Dan Lanning or, or something like that. But even that seems kind of crazy to suggest because he's not won anything. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going somewhere, it, it all boils down. It doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. It, I mean, eventually it will if you want to be considered Nick Saban. But it also it requires where you're at. And and I'm, I'm looking at Georgia. I'm looking at, you know, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sarkeesian, you know, I, I and, and maybe Lane Kiffin. I don't know how long he's in Ole Miss. And, you know, he is just one of those guys that just kind of keeps finding his way into good scenarios. But uh, for the time being, I, I think if you're power ranking, Kirby Smart is has got it by a, a good bit here uh, just because of where he's at, his age, the, the opportunity. Uh, but I like Sarkeesian over there in Texas, man. A lot of money. You right. know, a couple of years recruiting. What is that? I mean, Texas can become a powerhouse again. Uh, so, yeah, those those two I'm kind of looking at here is uh, if I'm making a short list, it would go Kirby, then Sark, then uh, uh, Lane Kiffin probably. Yeah, and, and I think the way, you know, the lens we're looking at it, Shane, is how these coaches would do specifically where they're at now, like you said, Kirby at, at Georgia, Sark at Texas, two yeah. But clearly, Georgia's is already there. But Texas, we all know the potential of Texas. But look at it through this lens, Shane, because and, and, there's a lot of great coaches out there. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, he had a stellar track record. I mean, he he won it all at LSU, went on to the Miami Dolphins. But he was not viewed as the greatest of all time till he got to Alabama. So yeah. how about we look at it this way? Who Who is maybe a coach out there that Alabama could hire that could turn into the next Nick Saban. Do you see what I'm saying there? So use all the resources, all the history, all the power of that uh, uh, script a to, to become an elite coach. And, and again, I, you know, it's probably not going to be, let's, let's take Sark out of it because I think he's got it rolling Right. in Kirby at Georgia. He clearly has it rolling. Is there a coach out there? Maybe it is a drink, you know, that if he got to Alabama could be, uh, 
anchoring the next dynasty? Well, I think the list stays the same, Mike. I I, I know it sounds crazy, but if you put Lane Kiffin in Alabama, mm-hmm. even though it's not happening, uh, he's going to be there a while, Mike, and he's going to be a hell of a recruiter. You can't beat him there. As l- short of him getting staff, which he's been showing that he's even getting better at that, you know, if he's filling up the roster spots around him, you know, that's – that's what it boils down to. It's not so much the coaches, it's the universities. Like you said, I mean, look what Nick Saban, Nick Saban went from LSU to Alabama. And, and, you know, when we talk about how great Nick Saban is, those are the two teams that we keep talking about. But look at those teams, Mike. Look how many championships LSU's won. Look how many Heismans they've had. Look how many same, – same thing with Alabama for, for decades. You go to a place like Texas, you know, a recruiting hotbed, something where you're always going to be in the top five uh, recruiting class. You're always going to have those bodies coming through. I, I think that's what it boils down to. Now, I'm not saying some other areas cannot become that. But right now, 2024, there's about three places. If I, I borderline four, man, Florida's shown that it's can do it in the past, you yeah. know. But right now, they are just in the damn bunker, you know. But if if somebody came down there, I mean, could you imagine all these names we're talking about come down there to Gainesville and light a fire <laughs> under that that state? You know what I'm saying? Florida you, could be scary again. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, Steve Spurrier, he was on Fine Bomb today, uh-huh. and. Uh, Spurrier was talking to, to Paul, obviously, and he said, hey, hey, Paul, did you see Billy Napier was on the list of, of possible candidates at Alabama? Did you see that? Mm-mm. And Paul said, well, we're looking at two different lists, Steve. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, it, it ain't going to be Billy. I, you know, maybe he'll turn it around, but uh, whoo, yeah. boy, mm, it's, not, yeah. it's not looking too good. But, uh, hey, just a quick one here. You know, I didn't have a, a ton to go off of here. Uh, I may have to go go live daily here, Shane, just to recap the latest Alabama rumors and coaching yeah. search. And I hope for their sake they, they get a, a coach soon because this is not a thing you want to linger on. But it sure is fun to speculate, like you said, on Twitter. I don't know about you. I, I barely slept last night, Shane, because I was thinking, oh, man, is Dan Lanning, is he really in, is he already there interviewing at 11 o'clock at night? When are they going to name him the head coach? Uh, I mean, this is this is just a, a, a train wreck waiting to happen here if they don't hire a coach and hire him soon. Absolutely, man. I've been trying, too, I've been trying to stay off my phone. That was like part of my New Year's resolution, you know, <laughs> like 8 o'clock, I'm putting that thing down, and now my screen time alerts keep going off like, somebody's got your phone, Shane, because <laughs> I'm living on this damn thing. I'm not going to get any work done. Uh, my boss listens to the show. I'm just kidding, man. Just kidding. I'll get some work done. Hey, Roy, real quick, wants to know, Shane, why did you change your name to Little Debbie? I, th- I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but why don't, why don't you tell Roy? Maybe he missed the well, uh, the image yeah. here. Well, the image, and, and I don't know if you showed the, the tweet that I sent out, Mike, uh, sitting back there in the in the bushes waiting for this thing, but when they started rolling out, it first started out with one box of oatmeal cream pies, and that <laughs> caught my attention, you know what I'm saying? But then I saw red velvet cake, I saw slices <laughs> of pizza. Mike, it looked like I was missing a hell of a party, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm going to upload it now, Shane. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's, that's why I put the little Debbie on there because, uh, anybody knows I, I am clearly a little Debbie lover. I've been trying to, I've been trying to hold off of it this year. I've not had any sweets since January 1st, but by God, if I was in Tuscaloosa, it'd be pretty damn tempting to end up there with Nick Saban. <laughs> so, 
So here's Cousin Shade in the bushes there, right behind the saving statue, uh, looking at all those little Debbies. And then shout out, uh, let's see if his name is displayed on here, David Conrado here. He he, uh, edited this bad boy together. Yeah, me. Uh, you've all seen the meme of the guy with the yellow jacket just looking over <laughs> behind the tree, just kind of peeking out. Like he sees something scrumptious, like a little pack of Debbies. So uh, that's why I switched it. I'll, I'll switch it back because it's Shade next week, but uh, or next time we're on. But hey, it's this is something we've not had in a while, man. There's 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 a couple of head coaches. You you look at Coach Stoops, some of these. You know, it's been a while since they've had a coaching search, you know, and some right. of these other schools, look at Auburn. They've changed those coordinators every every year for the last seven years, you know. There's, they're used to hiring and firing. Alabama, this is uncharted territory. They, they've sat up there on their little perch and made fun of everybody else in the SEC, so now we're getting our chance to kind of dissect the next coach there. I, I haven't seen any uh, plane tracking yet, but uh, I'm sure it's out there, man. <laughs> oh, no, the fans are already at the airport awaiting any small private jet to see who gets off it so they can welcome him to Tuscaloosa. I think that may be a bit premature. I don't think anyone's flying there to take mm. a job, but uh, you just never know, Shane. And if maybe if we keep talking about Little Debbies, maybe they'll sponsor this show. <laughs> so anybody got any connections, let them know. I mean, there cannot be a better SEC podcast to sponsor Little Debbies. You know what? I, I t- their stock took a hit, man. When I got off, when I got off of it, and I, I, that's my vow right now. Maybe that's a bet I, I can continue. You know, I vow never to eat a little Debbie until they start sponsoring this damn show. Yeah, I- they they got some making up to do. I've done a lot of free advertising over the year, Mike. I'm a walking billboard for that company. Absolutely. Well, brother, I appreciate you. As always, appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. If you made it to the end of this, please like and subscribe. The video would really help us out. But uh, that's all I got, brother. I appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.